for the last time I can I remember. I don't know if you just give me a second. Oh, you're not even trying. <laughs> oh, oh, lady, I have no idea. Oh, this shit is not good. You just hurry up already. <laughs> Stop drinking. Oh, the f did I get here? that nasty Mountain Dew for Sunday then? We'll have a bunch of people over. Okay. Oh, God. Listeners, it's not going to be a treat. That's all I'm going to say. I already had one. It's absolutely disgusting. All right, let's get this done. Hey, wait. Welcome to another episode of Mana Drone. That's right. That's right, Mana Drone. We're going to talk about Dune today. Dune. Dune. Fantastic movie. Dune. May the spice flow, I tell you what. Huh. I'm trying to think of, like, a famous, like, cook that uses a lot of spice in their food. Bam. Every now and then you want to knock it up a notch with a blast from your spice weasel. Bam. Oh, yeah. Bam it again. Elzar. Knock it up another notch. Oh, yeah. Spice weasel. Right. Wow. Uh, what's that, what that guy's name? Elzar? Yeah, but he's actually based on a real person. Emerald. Yeah, and he does that all the yeah. time with spices. So. Yep. There, there, there you go, Josh. Yep. There you go. Yep. There you well, go. I was thinking Julia Childs, but I was like, nah. Who's that? <laughs> old, an old uh, uh, chef that used to be on the TV, like in the, I think, I think in like the 70s. I don't know. Oh, okay. Damn. Well, never mind. But if anyone has seen the Dune movie Dune, I loved it. It's amazing. Josh took you what three times to watch it to actually like it. Yep, I fell asleep trying to watch that the first two times. I mean that's absolutely insane. I, the first and then I started really paying attention on the, the third time through, and I was like, "This movie's not bad. It's just it takes a bit to get into." It, I, I don't know. I don't have a problem. I think there were some parts where it was just a lot of dialogue, but that dialogue is like really important of what the heck is going on. Sure. You know. I will say I don't like the way that that one dude looks without his beard. When he Jason shaves his Samoa? yeah, when he shaves his face, he doesn't look nearly as cool as he did with the beard. He needs to keep that beard. You're not gonna wear a huge beard in the desert. I know. I'm just saying. He just looks like he there. looks like a badass with that beard. Without it, he just I don't know. He's not as cool looking. Oh, okay. Just my opinion. There you go. But in top games with beards. Beards. <laughs> that's, that's no. We're talking about worms. Yeah. Worms, dude. Worms. Yeah. All right. I know for a bona fide fact. That well, actually, no, we didn't introduce ourselves. Adam, nah, I'm Josh. I think I am. I don't know. I could be wrong. Let me check my driver's license. You don't know, nah. <laughs> but pretty much, though, I love the sandworm in Dune. I thought it looked phenomenal. It didn't look like I thought it would. What did you think it was? What did you? Think? I didn't think it was gonna be that big. That thing was huge. Oh yeah, dude. Do you know that in the lore of Dune, they're the reason why like the planet has oxygen. Hmm. What are they exhale hot oxygen or something? I don't know. Like they, it, they're like they're part, like the major part of the ecosystem. Sure. 
I think they're like the ones that actually like kind of like create the spice too, if I remember reading the books correctly. Hmm. But yeah, they're massive. They're huge. It's they just, can... I wasn't, I mean, spoiler for the movie, but I wasn't expecting that thing to swallow that extractor machine thing. It, it ate the whole thing. I was like, what the? F-? No, yeah, it's, it's awesome. like, holy crap. It's really cool. Yeah. But let's go right into it. One of the, I know that we both can talk about easily. Is Beetlejuice. That has a giant sandworm in <laughs> it. I was going to say, is there a Beetlejuice game with a sandworm? No, there's not. Oh. There was a cartoon show. Oh, I know. That's that's where I got most of my Beetlejuice. I love that cartoon show. From. It was really good. Yeah, my mom loves that show. Oh, the show? Did yeah, you? really. The 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 cartoon. She's like, that's her favorite cartoon, like okay. ever. She'll put that on repeat. All right. Well, there you go. But no, Earthworm Jim was a phenomenal game, and it did have a huge following too. It had its own TV show. Hmm. And if anyone remembers the lore, Earthworm Jim. Jim was a simple worm. Who got into the power suit and got sentient, you know, intelligence because of it. Oh. And then he can pilot it. I always get Earthworm Jim mixed up with Toe Jam and Earl. Toe Jam and Earl about dancing and dropping beats. I just, yeah, I know the the back, the, like some of the sound effects are just like groovy. Yeah, groovy. Stuff like that, but that's that's not Earthworm Jim. No. Earthworm Jim was a fantastic platformer. Um, weird, insane bosses. If I remember, like one of his villains is a space crow. Uh, the huh. other one is this evil queen, like the with like who, who looks like that stereotypical like gigantic like butt that produce eggs and stuff like that. The larva. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Weird. Um, there's also like a Hellcat, a goldfish. That's a villain too. It's it's insane. I loved it. Huh. Fantastic platformer. There are. And some this is like a Sega Sega Genesis Sega game, right? Sega Genesis yeah. game. Yep. Um, hmm. music done by Tala. What's his name? Talarico. Oh, is it is it Tommy Tellerico or Tommy? Tommy is yeah. it Tommy or Tony? I thought sorry, it is Tommy. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, that was one of his very first works. Ah, I thought it was a phenomenal game. I would love them to bring it back to, to like for us to play on Steam or something. I thought they did. I thought there was a tweet about to- uh, Earthworm Jim like not too long ago. Oh, maybe I'll double check. That. The, like I'm thinking like not too long ago is in like two or three years yeah. back. I don't know. Again, I could be getting it mixed up with yeah. Toe Jam and Earl, too. I don't know. But he would also do like neat things that like Sonic used to do. If you waited too long, he would also have... Tap like, his foot. He would have emotes, too, and stuff. I thought it was a phenomenal idea. Back then, as a kid, it was just like, look what he's doing. He's upset that I'm not playing, Mom. And my mom was probably like, you're an idiot. Just gives you the finger. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she gave me the finger. Oh. She's Catholic. She wouldn't do that to me. Oh. But- I wasn't talking about your mom i was talking about the game characters you hear that my he thinks my mom flips me off maybe she does you don't know Uh, maybe i mean i wouldn't blame her it's me (laughs) so amazing platformer over the top bosses weird wacky guns um like his like little ship that he also has it's like a just an engine with like a little like bike little bike thing on it the handlebars yeah oh it's pretty hilarious huh did you ever touch it or no no did you ever watch the cartoon show? Yes. Okay. The cartoon show took some liberties of the, the game and just kind of went with it. I saw bits and pieces of that cartoon show when I was little you know or younger. Did, you know who did the voice of Earthworm Jim? No. The guy who voiced Homer. Really? Yeah. Huh. And their line, his little quote for the cartoon show was, Eat dirt. Eat dirt, foul engine of destruction! It was on, um, I think HBO or something like that. As like, um, you had to buy a cable package to get that network that would air it. 
So it, had it wasn't just not like Cartoon Network or something like that? No, it was not part of that. Oh. It had two seasons, if I'm correct. So it, huh. it lasted a lot better than all our cartoons were. No. Uh, the only thing I can remember is all the figurines, too, as a kid. That, ah. that was so popular of a game when it came out. Huh. It was just the, just the wackiness of the platformer. It just mm. didn't care. It's like, yeah, you're an earthworm who, you know, crawled into the suit, got sentient life, and now you're in space battling stuff. Don't worry, there's a cat that looks like a devil, and he literally is in hell. So, don't, don't overthink it. I'm, I'm just thinking now, with cartoons, like an earthworm gem, eek the cat crossover. And one of my favorite parts that you could do, too, the swing, you would take your, you would take Jim out of the suit and use him like a whip. Licorice whip! And he could swing. Huh. Yeah. That's weird. It's funny. Huh. It's funny. The next one we can talk about is... Can you split him in half and, like, have two of them fight at once? I don't know. That's a really good question. I'm just just thinking, like, torturing worms as a kid. You could, like, split them in half and they just keep going. No, I never did that. I always, like, found the worms and always put them back in the ground or take them in the container for fishing. Oh, you never used a magnifying glass to cook them? I'm not that monster. I was. I'm not surprised. I never. I was. Never was part of that kind oh. of thing. But the next one that we can talk about, and I know you can talk about in good detail, is the Gears of War. That gigantic worm. I don't remember the worm specifically. I, I played all. F- I played four of the games. Well, I you, started Gears you, Four, and never finished it. There was it. always that lore of like, how are these? You know, like how are they making all these tunnels? Sure. How are they making them? And then all of a sudden you find out that, like, oh, yeah, there is this gigantic armor, like, worm just devouring Earth and destroying cities. It's making them collapse. Ah. Huh. You you think that you escape and you finally get eaten by it and you get trapped. If you remember, was it Carmichael? Like, all the Carmichaels, the one gets bitten by a bunch of, like, the little acid creatures that live inside the stomach of the worm. Was it Carmichael or Carmine? Carmine. 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 I haven't played Gears in forever. I feel sad. I should really get back into playing those games again. I don't know. They were a phenomenal hit. And now I'm just like, Gears 5 came out when it did. I was just like, meh. I never even bought Gears 5. Meh. (laughs) I just thought it was... (laughs) Yeah, just like the Gears 5 was so meh that he doesn't even have things to say to him about it. Well, they bragged about it, like how Gears 5 had the biggest, like, map, like, you know, like, the biggest map they've ever had, and it was nothing to really brag about, because all you did was you wind-sailed around. Oh. Seriously, you wind-sailed. Huh. And I was like, that's really cool, I guess. Huh. To each your own, you know? Yeah. To each your own. But that worm part, which is you went in there and you would just, you're crawling through it and it has like, you you can feel like you're just going through the body and it has this thing that's smashing it to break down the food and you finally get to that heart mm-hmm. and you start cutting the valve, you know, the veins that are connected to the heart. Huh. Don't you remember that part? No, I don't. Yeah, Most worm- of those games were, old friend from when I, the place that I used to work at, Ben, he dragged me through all those games. Like, when Gears 2 came out, he was like, we're going to go through this entire game from start to finish all at once. And it took us six hours, and we blasted through that whole game. I don't even remember 2 at all. But with this worm from Gears 2, you're actually reminding me of the space slug from um, uh, Empire. When they get swallowed, and then they're walking around inside that space slug's mouth. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And it looks like a swamp, kind of. Mm-hmm. That's well, what, that's what that I'm thinking of. It's that freaking huge. It would have, 
like its organisms inside of it would be bigger than a normal organism yeah. would. So it makes right. sense. Yep. But I just love the whole entire part of like this body is just trying to, is just trying new ways to kill you inside. Yeah. There's even a part where, like I said before, you cut the heart, you kill it, and you literally just cut right through the worm. Jeez. And you're just completely covered in blood. It's like a, a worm chest burster. Yeah, pretty much. From aliens. Yeah, pretty much. Do you remember playing the old Worms game? The little RTS yeah. oh, tactical yeah. one? Oh, no, no, no. No, I thought you were talking about Worm, the, the old... I thought you were gonna say the old computer game Worms. No, this was like where you remember like the the best way to describe it is like you're a, you're controlling the a military of worms. They each got like unique attacks that can do things and to damage the environment, kind of like what um Angry Birds can do. You take down huh. things, but you're controlling a squadron of worms, and you're attacking other worms. Interesting. There are so many different kind of worm games. They're still popular. Like I think there's a cell phone game right now. Huh. I still remember the first time I played it. Are you looking it up? No. Oh, I thought you were going to. Just think of like worms with helmets and arms somehow with gantling with guns, rocket launchers. It's funny. Huh. I turned the on. I, I don't know. I've never I've never heard of that. You just heard don't, of it. Nope. I remember playing it all the time at school secretly. Ah. It was one of the one of the games that we kind of gave all the viruses, you know, computer viruses at the school. It was that in the Dragon Ball Z fighting game. Some type, of, some type of like shareware nonsense. Yeah, yeah, shareware of viruses. Yep. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Sure. Over the top funniness, wackiness. It wasn't trying to be serious at all. Um, I just remember you would have to like time your shots, arc the rocket launcher or whatever it is, and watch it fall to try to hit the enemy. You could break the debris to get them closer to you. Were you shooting rockets, or were you shooting worms out of those rockets, like cannibals? No, no, actually, military weaponry. Like, oh, like I see. Cartoonish at wise. Ah. Like rockets. Interesting. Yeah, it's cool. If you haven't touched it, you should. Huh. Um, the next one hmm. we can really talk about too is the Mass Effect. There are two worms. In Ninjamana, there is this gigantic mechanized robot worm that's in the desert area that you have to fight. But Andromeda is trash. I mean, it's <laughs> better now. It's better now. Oh. There were so many updates that fixed a lot of the problems, but the kind of thing it was like it's a little too little too late. Like the cyberpunk thing, with all what they were doing, sure. it was yeah. just it was it something that should never have happened. Like I said before, my character walked like she was pooping her pants. And right. Her gun, I think, so this grenade game blew up on me and getting stuck in a rock. For the rest of the game, every time I fired my gun, my butt of the gun is shooting lasers and the barrel is it's the pointing butt. towards your character. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Every single time anybody says Andromeda, I immediately think the TV show with Kevin Sorbo. Sorbo. That wasn't a bad TV show. I, I've seen that show like two or three times. That wasn't a bad TV show. I'm not sure truth. It wasn't a bad TV show. But Andromeda for Mass Effect is totally different? Yes. It's vastly different. I mean... So why is there a mechanical worm? Why, why is it a robot worm? Well, you go to this planet, it's pretty much like just like, treat like the Prothean things. There's always... Oh. This planet, originally, when they went to the Pegasus Galaxy, if I remember correctly, um, when you wake up, everything that happened in Mass Effect 3, it's already happened. You don't have any contact to the other world. Ah. The other galaxy. Right. The Milky Way, which we are in. You go to the Pegasus Galaxy to a new planet. Because, hmm. you know, there's no protein technology to jump you there, so they made an arc ship. Well, the time you get there, well, this planet is 
dead. Oh. Dead. Right. How long what? did it take them to get there? Like a hundred years. Oh, jeez. Or something like, it was something absurd like that. And you wake up and everything's gonna poop. Ah. The arc is not working right. It's like a limit of resources. And then you, so you start exploring the plant that's left over, mm-hmm. even though it's a crap hole and you're trying to like survive. OC remix number 3277 Chrono Trigger Stratification, Corridor of Time by Melody. So I'm done. With you and all of this, it ends. Today. You don't even know where to start. Up Dom. Obviously. That you know what other game that actually reminds me of? Mm. Outriders. Yeah. Sim- similar to Outriders, right? Didn't they say like the planet was fine until they got there and then those storms started and they were just screwed? The planet pretty much adapted to try to kill you. Ah. Because remember, almost all the creatures were normal and fine. Right. And then the storm, the radiation storm started happened. changing people. Right. And then it changed the things. environment to where like it was this healthy area, and then all of a sudden like there's this poisonous like goo, and then all these animals are being mutated into like, oh here's a simple cow. Now all of a sudden, congratulations, here is this off like. It's rice. now a cyber demon from Doom. Yeah. <laughs> But it's the same mindset. There's ancient alien technology that you have no idea whose it is. Uh, and then one of the areas is, like, this gigantic, like, mechanized, like, worm. Huh. But in Mass Effect 2, though, you can do grunts, you know, like, kind of like loyalty mission where it's his rite of passage. Yeah. And I think I'm calling it right, like, a, like a thresher. Huh. Like they were called. It has, like, this, like, almost, like, queen, like, ant-like head. But it's got, like, a certain, like, a... A worm's like entire like length of it, and you have to battle it one to get Grunt's loyalty mission to pass it. Huh. So, you don't remember that, do you? I never played two. I fell asleep during one. One sucked. I did not like one. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listeners, don't listen to him. I got to the he citadel and I got bored. There you go, right there. The citadel. Yep, I got to the citadel, got the bored, citadel. and I've never touched Mass Effect again. No, Mass Effect Two is just like. No, it's a lie. I did try playing Legend, the Legendary Edition last year, yeah. and I just I jumped into something else and just I don't know. I think Bio Mutant actually took me off of Mass Effect. I think it was that too. I love oh. the idea of just like that planet again, completely destroyed, because the um. The Krogan, constant civil war with the Genophage, and all they have is these gigantic, you know, like, like worm-like eating creatures, like Dune style. Mm. And 
if you ever like remember Mass Effect Three, listeners, there's a part where like it shows where like um, the Reapers are attacking. They never attack. They literally launch one ship after the Krogan, and the the, the like the higher like the most strongest Thresher comes out of left field and kills it. Huh? It's hilarious. No, it's over the top insanity. Um, if you literally complete the mission, you get like Grunt, and he's all like like. Like, pretty much like a 21-year-old, like, you're like, I just, like, no, I want to go to war! Oh. I want a lightsaber! I'm totally war! drunk! Kind of thing, situation. I loved it. No. I loved the part, like, this it was his right of passage, and Krogan, you know, Rex is helping him out through the entire ordeal. I love that. Do people get drunk in Mass Effect? I swear to God, yes, you do. There was that one part where you're partying, and I think you do get drunk. No. You're drinking or something like that. It's something absurd. Did you ever play Crystal Chronicles? No, I never bought that one. That was the re-release that we talked about really early on in this podcast, you, right? Because Andrew said he was going to, and then you said you were going to, so I caved in and bought it, and then no one bought it. Yeah. And then I was like, cool. I got nobody to play with now. I got no one to play with. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't remember. I, didn't, I don't know. I never played that one. Yeah. I never bought but it. Throughout the Final Fantasy world, there is, like, gigantic, like, worms in there. And one of the boss battles in the ice there- key... Well, keep going. I think I, I just uh, Final Fantasy VII. That's like the most, the biggest iconic fight in my opinion for Final Fantasy VII. Like when you get to the overworld, isn't there a big, huge worm like right there? Yeah, there's a worm. There's worms. Like there are sandworms throughout the entire like series. Mm. But for me, I remember playing Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles and having to battle that one like sandworm in the ice caves. Oh, it sucked. I hated it. Especially when you're playing by yourself, Josh. By yourself, because you have the Kubu carrying the... I think it's Kubu, I think, right? Kupo? The Kupo, yeah. The the Moogle? The Moogle flying thing, yeah. Yeah. He has to carry the bucket, and you're constantly getting attacked by freaking, like, um... Electrocuting like star, like a jellyfish that float and attacking you, and also he's got one of this attack that does major damage to you by kind of, like, smashing the the entire like ice cave and doing damage to you and then breathing sand on you and it's a pain in the butt doing it by yourself yeah the was there was there no like online servers or like a party system there was for- a party system but i didn't have you know um i didn't pay for the fee so i couldn't actually play it with online people oh you didn't have a uh, nintendo switch online i didn't so- think i had to because i thought there was people buying the game so we had we're all gonna hang out like right we used to when we played monster hunter and I was like, this is going to be fun. And then Andrew's just like, yeah. Uh, that doesn't happen. I didn't buy it, Adam. I'm like, okay. Yeah. That doesn't I- happen. Like, Andrew doesn't buy games. He plays old stuff, like, all the time. And me, I was, back then, I was so obsessed with Guild Wars. It's just I didn't play anything else. Hmm. That's different now. It's different now. I tell you what. But speaking of Guild Wars, Guild Wars has a, a worm. There's really? a gig- there, yeah, there's a there's a world boss in the Calderian Forest. It's just called the I think it's just called the Worm. W U R M. You know, oh. it's, it's it's literally like I think it's the easiest world boss. It literally just pops out of the ground. It'll do like a head swipe where <gasps> yes, it does like a yes, 360 yes. thing. I know exactly what you're talking about now. That's right. I and forgot I th- all about that. I think it slams into the ground or something, tries to crush you, but it's not hard. I mean, people usually melt that thing in like seconds. Yeah. There's also in Destiny lore, they are the Worm Gods. Worm Gods? Yes. That is... There are, like, multiple different Worm Gods. If you ever, like, read the lore and crack open a book, Josh, I have all of the, the lore books. I don't care about Destiny lore. I used that against the Mormons the one day. 
they literally knocked on our door and they're like, oh, we'd like to talk with you with the word of God. I'm like, I would like you to talk about the one, the traveler. And I, <laughs> I brought all three of the volumes out. And I was like, I would like you to talk about this. The one traveler who would bring us the delight. Why? What the heck? I, I don't even I don't even know what their their reaction to that would be. They walked away. I, yeah, I bet. I like like what? That. It's your destiny. Exactly. <laughs> like, I kind of yelled that out loud. That's funny. The one lady laughed her butt off here in the apartment complex. Like she flat out laughed. Yeah. She's just like, why would you do that? I was just like, I have no problem. I just have a problem with people walking up to me, pushing religion on me. Let me choose for myself. Right. Sorry. That's gonna be our next podcast: top cults and video games. There's a crap ton. Yeah. I know exactly. I, I can name you off seven right now. Yeah. But yeah. I if you did you never played the DLC for the Mars did you or did you not for Destiny? Yeah. Oh heck no. You actually get to fight the Worm God, one of the Worm Gods. Huh. I think I'm, if I'm correct, it's like Zul or Zul or something like that. Zul was uh, f- f- some type of creature from Ghostbusters. Uh. What right? Wasn't Zul like in Ghostbusters one? I think yeah. This this one pretty much offered and gave um Crota's. Um, no, Oryx's son, like the the gift of necromancy. And if you remember throughout the lore, his youngest son got pretty much casted out because he never, you know, it was the sword logic. You have to earn it, take it, stuff like that. Ah. And he was given to it, and therefore he was shunned by his family. Huh. Yeah, you, he, the, him, and the um, the, his worm god were literally chilling on Mars the entire time. You say chilling, I just imagine, like, kicked back and, like, lawn lawn chairs or whatever. they were actually covered in ice. Oh. Rasputin used his... So um, literally chilling. They were literally chilling. Yeah. Um, If the the war, like, um, Rasputin pretty much sacrificed himself to stop them. Ah. Because they were trying to make a new, like, breeding ground area for the hive. Huh. Yeah. Overall, though, like, it was an over-a-top, like... Simple boss battle opens up his mouth. You shoot it. The glowing parts, no problem. There was some parts where he would tr- almost kind of like pull a tremor scene, where he would just kind of like sliver away, then come out of left field and plop, and then charge right at you. Sure. I didn't mind that. I I wanted a like a bigger boss battle, but that's what we got, and so it's not really like, oh no, this is mediocre at best. I thought it was a neat idea. We actually get to see what a worm god truly looks like from the you know. Full, you know, fully formed. Ah, you have no idea what I mean by worm god, do you? Not really. Okay. Again, I didn't really play that much Destiny. You know the three hive, queen, um, well the three hive, the hierarchy of the gods like Oryx, Zabathun, and Zeboarath. They have worm gods in them. Oh, they grant them powers. Uh-huh. And what the catch is though is you must keep going. You must keep feeding. So like the more. So it, you have to give them sacrifices, basically. Pretty much, yes. It's an ongoing war. Because uh. Oryx found a way to kill his um, worm god. But wouldn't wouldn't that make him weaker? No, he learned how to kill a worm god, and he gained the power of the Taken. Oh, okay. Zabathun wants to try to get rid of her worm god, so she won't be like you no know, placed against the restraints that she has to because she's constantly must be at war. Oh. She has to be. Huh. The worm gods must feed. If not, they will devour them instead. 
Oh, so it's like a um, parasite. It's like a, a, par- a symbiotic parasite. Bingo, basically. but gives you magical powers. Yeah, it gives you magical powers, but gives if you stop you feeding it, then it kills you. Yeah. Magical powers. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Right. Now, I do know for a bona fide fact that if you play, what is it? Um, Sky, No Man's Sky. Why was I thinking Skyfall? Don't ask me why, listeners. But is that a no- James Bond movie? It is. Oh. Don't, I li- it literally popped in my head like, wait, that's a movie. And a no book. Man's Sky, Hello Games, that one dude, I don't remember, Sean Murray, I think was his name. Yeah. But there. Never forget. I. <laughs> the one time I did play, I remember if, I, remember if anyone listens to the old podcast, I did talk about how I kind of got screwed over on my few couple of times of playthroughs because I got terrible planets mm. where like I couldn't do anything. One was completely covered in acid. Yeah. And the other one was a sand planet. Hmm. Like a desert-like, like Dune. Yeah. Like straight up like Dune. Sure. And there literally was a sandworm. Oh. There was a sandworm that attacked me all the time. Huh. I never saw that. Yeah. I never came across if that planet. If you got into a desert planet, the chance that you could get a sandworm was very high. Huh. And that was my second planet, and I was just like this. Like, I'm cool. I'm done. I'm done with this game. Yeah. I, I've literally played two... I got two planets that royally hate my gut. <laughs> like, hate me. Yeah. Like, an acid planet that rains acid... So when I'm out there, I'm actually doing and getting damage done to me, and trying to find resources, and I can't because I'm getting hit by acid. And then the other one literally is the, I'm being chased by the the Dune Worm, pretty much <laughs> resurrected, coming at me left freaking field. Yeah, see, I never got. I had either too cold of planets or like crazy radiation. So it was just yeah, I I never ran into worms. Did you get to name that planet, or was it already named? I actually don't remember. It's been so long. I don't know if I actually named that planet. Yeah, No Man's there Sky was, was 2016. Where I, think. I named it Bonerville. <laughs> That's I funny. named the planet Bonerville. <laughs> and my one friend named it something absolutely insane. But I, I just stood here going like, I get what you just did. I was like, I can't say this on these because you'll have to mute me no matter what. But it's a funny planet name, and, huh. and no one caught on to it. Ah, No Man's Sky's. DLC new updates or makes the game worth playing now. Honestly, God, truth, like flat out. I have it installed still. I like, reinstalled first, it like I earlier like, this year. I was like, I don't want to touch this game. And my friend goes, it it was one of those things where this is what should have happened, and it didn't. Yeah. And it took it, again. It did the whole tire like we'll fix things down the line. Yeah. But kind of like people were just like, eh. <laughs> but it's worth it. I I played again with my friends a couple times. Had a blast. Ah. Doing a space I never game. teamed up with anybody in that game. I could never find you anybody. You couldn't team up with anyone at the time when you played it. No, you couldn't. You did not oh, were able to. That's, that's the why. problem. Because I was say they said there was supposed to be a party system, but I never ran into anybody. Terrible. Terrible. And finding each other was physically impossible. Oh. It sucked. The only other thing that I know I have left to talk about is the little sliding worm things from Resident Evil series. They looked like a, they were just like basic, like... Almost like eel-looking things with the little mouse with teeth in the corner, like a leech and stuff like that kind of thing. Huh. They were worms. They were called sliding worms in the Resident Evil 2, I believe. Huh. The ju- were they were they new to Resident Evil 2 or were they just for the remake? I think. Well, all the artwork looks like they were from the old one. Ah, okay. So, because there are like those little worm-looking things that were from the Resident Evil series. Oh, you don't actually. Do you have to fight the worms from the boomers when they explode in Left 4 Dead? Their bodies explode and then there's no, like... No, 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 you're thinking about... Is you're it, thinking Diablo 3. 
those big, huge, fat corpses. You blow them up, and then like little like. Oh, parasite I worm am thinking. Yeah, I am thinking those Diablo. Those worm parasite things that were living in the body, and they come and attack yeah, you. Yeah, I am thinking Diablo. Some will have electrical attacks, and some will not. Right. But yeah, if you get hit, you can get damage from him being like a boomer. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you, on top of that, you have those little leech things, you know, like parasite right. looking things. Yeah. No. That, yeah, you're right. That is Diablo. For some reason, I thought that was Love for Dead. Well, it's the same idea. Yeah. It, it would run up to you as close as possible and blow up and then do damage to you. But yep. if you had the Necromancer and you had that special ability of just blowing up corpses, yep. I melted all of them in a heartbeat. Like, seriously. Like, the Necromancer in Diablo 3 broke the game, in my opinion. I hardly took any damage at all. I, yeah, I, I think I had a level 60 Necromancer at one point. Just use Bone Spear on everything. Yeah, well, yeah, you use the Bone Spear with ice. It, par it slows him down. Yep. And then just sit and chill and then have your your um, your um, Golem creature, if you want to, or yep. the Spectral Knights. No, I, I, used a, I used a Flesh Golem, I think. No, I used the Spectral Knights. They were way better. Uh. They can go berserk and do heavy damage to them. Huh. But yeah, I never got, I barely got touched. There was not one time where I died. Like, not once. Hmm. I didn't die throughout the entire time playing that game with the Necromancer. The Monk, I died. Yeah. The Demon Hunter, I died, but not the Necromancer. I was like, you are broken. I'm trying to think if there's like a, uh, was there a worm boss in the maggot layer for that game? I don't or know. Or no, I don't remember. I don't think there was. Because that's the only worms that I have to talk about. I just love the idea of just how cool the doom worm, worm looked and then the sound that it made ah in the lore of the dune like apparently there is like a full-on like electrical storm going throughout their body all right yeah yep you want to you want to get eaten by one of those don't you yep i bet you do kill me now kill me now worm yep kill me now um, I say take a break, and then do you want to talk about Death Loop right now, or do you want to just talk about what you, your impressions? Let me, let me see what the time is on it. Okay. So we'll be back after a break. Around we go by Nerd Out. My name, son of a oh, What the fuck's my name? Uh, Colt! Hey, is my name Colt? That's gotta be it, right? I don't feel like a Colt. Yeah. Good morning, Blackbeard. It's Juliana Blake. That's her. That doesn't sound good.
No, you're yawning. Choked on you. <laughs> hey, you guys. <laughs> hey, you guys. What if Chunk got eaten by a worm? That would be his last words. Or not, not Chunk. Not Chunk. Why? I always think Sloth's name is Chunk. I know, me too. Don't feel. I right. always mix those two up for some reason. They don't look anything, anything no, like. No, no. Uh, but uh, pretty much, you gotta halt your hands on Deathloop. I did. And your PS5. Playing it for like roughly a week. I'm not super far into it, but no. I mean, like. Adam asked me, how far are you? Deathloop's not a game where you can actually say, oh, I'm this far, because the day everything restarts. Gets, yeah, everything, you have one day to complete and kill, like, was it nine people? Eight. Eight. I think it's eight. And if you don't do that, it just resets and redoes it all over again, and you have to just figure out how, what to do to get these enemies and take them all out. Yep. Basically, you're just running around getting... So, the backstory for this game is you're coal. That's cold, not coal. And you wake up on a beach, you don't know what the heck's going on, and you start walking around and see all these words on the walls, and you're contacted by somebody named Juliana, who's somebody that's trying to kill you, but because you don't know what the heck's going on, she's just trying to jog your memory so that you're at your full potential so that she actually has a good fight. So she's trying to kill you, and you eventually get enough information to realize that you need to break this time loop to stop this crap from happening. So as Cole, you're trying to break the loop, but then you can go into a multiplayer mode where you can play as Juliana and invade other people's games to try to kill them. Yeah, which I thought was kind of a neat idea. Which is neat. And like every single day... Has someone invaded you yet or no? I don't think so, but I can't remember if I found out how to shut those off or not. Okay. You can actually make it so that the only thing that invades you is a bot. Well, I'm just saying, because Dying Light, remember, Dying Light had that, where if, yep. you turn, if you left it on, someone could invade you, and trust me, like it was hard as to kill them, but oh my god, when you got to invade someone as that like hybrid zombie creature, it, I felt like I was like a, like a like ravenous like venom just, I was literally just shooting webs, swinging around, and doing damage to people. It was a blast. It was so hard to kill. Yeah. But That's still neat, though. I think that's really neat. So, you, you're playing as Cole, going around trying to figure out what's going on. You find all these words on the walls. You kind of follow this trail, and eventually you start to hear stuff through this loudspeaker system that's like... Hey everybody! Morning. It's it's a it's a new day. This is your pal Juliana. Cole's back again, and we need you to kill him. So go crazy! And it's like every single person on this island wants you dead. Everybody wants to kill you. So like my family reunion, everyone wants to kill me. Damn. I know, right? I'm the black sheep. I'm the black <laughs> sheep. That's messed family. up. No, I'm joking. Oh. I'm joking. My cousin listens to this. No. Oh. But he knows I am the black sheep. Rip. <laughs> rip, rip. Uh, but yeah, so one of your first big things that you do is they kind of hint. They're like, hey, go into this library. There's a whole ton of guns. Or you don't have to. You can just kind of go and do your own thing. So basically, you go into this library. There's a whole crap load of stuff to kill. There's a bunch of different guns. You find out how to use turrets, which you can actually set up. You can hack cameras. Uh, you, you can hack everything in this game. With this weird, like, so walkie-talkie-looking device? Yeah, because, like, the best thing I've noticed so far is, like, this is pretty much Bioshock meets Dishonored. That's the best Well, way I mean, it would have to, because, I mean, this studio is the same exact yeah, studio that I mean, made like, Dishonored. Yeah, but I mean, it's the same style gameplay of, like... Dishonored. Yeah. 
were with the over with the over the top like neat steampunk kind of looking weapons yep. from Bioshock B- B- is yep. what I'm trying to say. Bioshock with enemies that look like something out of like maybe Borderlands. It doesn't bother me though. I I I, mean, I, I watched you play for like a half an hour without saying anything because I just wanted to see what you were doing and you were just running around with a hacking device and a knife and just stabbing people left oh, and yeah. right. Oh yeah, I'm pl- I'm playing very stealthily right now because I'm I'm okay at shooting with a controller. I'm getting better. But it's easier for me to just play full stealth, kind of watch enemies, hack stuff, and then get How the jump on them. How American are you? Gotta go loud, gotta go proud. Not when you can't aim that well. <laughs> I'm getting better, but I'm not nearly as good. Like yeah. watching you play, what were you playing a second ago? Overwatch. Overwatch. You were playing Overwatch and just kind of following people. I can't do that with a controller yet. It's all muscle memory. I'm I'm getting better, but I'm not that good. So my best option is to be silent and just kind of go around picking my targets carefully. Yeah. But the way that this works is you have those eight, um, they call them visionaries. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you have a journal. You have a visionary journal that tells you the people that you need to kill. And then you have an arsenal journal that tells you where specific weapons are. Like you'll pick up certain bits of information. Like with this game, the biggest thing is information. Like it's... In, in, they, what do they say? Like information in this game is your most powerful weapon because, like, you're trying to hack. You can hack cameras, you can hack turrets, but then there's like safes all over the place, so you have to figure out the different combinations for those. Uh, you know, trying to get into certain rooms, you need to have uh, key codes for that stuff. So, like, information, you want to just look at everything. Hmm. So the visionary stuff. The big thing with that is when you kill a visionary, you get their slab. And their slab is their unique power. So, like, Cole's unique power, I think, is called Re- Reprise, mm-hmm. um, where he can res himself three times if you die. Then you just, you basically pull a tracer where you flash backwards, like, 15 seconds and then immediately get another life. And you can do that three times before you're dead. Hmm. Juliana's, uh, spoiler for anybody that doesn't want to know any spoiler stuff just stop spoiler, listening right spoiler, now spoiler. but very kind of early on like when you're still in the tutorial area Juliana actually goes to attack you and if you kill her you get her slab and her slab is blink hmm. which I think blink it was actually called blink in Dishonored yes where you you know could teleport forward so you get her slab and you can actually use that but the kicker with these slabs is you have to have residuum Oh man, I'm I'm drawing a blank as to what it is because I haven't had a chance to use a lot of it yet. But there's some type of uh, like chemical currency thing that you use to be able to you gather this stuff and you can actually use that currency to keep your slab power on the next day. But if you don't actually use that power, you do that ability, you lose that power. So, like, I had a trinket that made it so, like, I had a double jump. I found a trinket that just gave me double jump ability. I lost that when the loop reset. Huh. So, it's it's all about memorizing the maps, memorizing enemy movement, and just kind of making sure that you know where everything is. Like, you restart the first loop or whatever, where the first location, it's like, okay, I need to make sure that I grab the machete. I need to make sure that I grab... There's like a couple different types of guns that you want. You want to get the double jump. You want to get uh, I don't. There's a couple other things to get specifically, but it's all about basically memorizing maps and figuring out the most efficient way to kill stuff as fast as possible. Because each, I think it's each map is divided into certain times of day. So like the okay. first the first map is morning, then you have noon, evening, and night, 
and based on what time of day it is will tell you when you can actually kill each one of those visionaries because they're only on the map at certain times of day. Oh, that's kind of cool. So the day will reset and you're like, okay, I know that this visionary is going to be at this location at this time, so I need to make sure to be there before it's too late. So it's, again, it's just memorizing what everything's, what everybody is doing so that you can effectively kill stuff fast enough to get to the next visionary, and your ultimate goal is to kill all eight visionaries in one loop. And if you don't, if you miss one, guess what happens? Reset. Yeah. And right now I'm going after some doctor that's supposed to give me something. I can't, I think her name's like Helena or something, or... Dr. Wingy Evans. But I'm only on, I think, considered the first visionary. Like, the tutorial's huge. But it doesn't feel like a tutorial. Mm -hmm. Like, they they actually do a pretty good job at not making it uh, feel like a, this is how you need to do this, and blah, blah, blah. It it doesn't, it doesn't really hold your hand. It just kind of lets you go and do whatever, but it's still a tutorial in a sense. Okay. I I don't know. All right, then that's still neat. I mean, overall, though, like, every single person I've talked to about this game has said this is my game of the year. Yeah, I mean, like, you, again, the other stuff, there's there's so much with this game, but, like, each time you do a loop, you have a loadout, so you can choose uh, different items that you might want to bring with you. You can change which uh, abilities. I think you get three different abilities that you can use. Like, I, I haven't gotten a lot right now because, like, I, I'm still super early in, but, I, like, I heard about an ability that makes it so that you can tether enemies together so that when one enemy takes damage the rest of those enemies suffer the same fate as that first enemy so like I've heard people on podcasts talk about how they tethered a visionary to a normal NPC enemy and just shot that normal NPC in the head and instantly killed the visionary because they suffer the same fate as whatever the first tether is Hmm. So, I mean, there's there's stuff like that. There, there's a bunch. I don't know how many different powers, but basically, from what I can tell, the point of this game is to try and figure out which abilities and which trinkets and which, like, weapons you like the most and try to hunt down those visionaries for your specific fighting style that you want to do. And then it just makes it so that you can easily, more easily kill those visionaries. Huh. So it's like if you want to be stealthy, you're like, okay... I want to be a stealthy assassin character that can use teleportation and say like double jump and I don't know what else, but like you have a reprise ability to like uh, res yourself. But like you're basically just like I want these specific abilities, and because this is a loop, I know exactly where to get those abilities because you know you you've uh, theoretically seen where those abilities are at, like where the NPCs are going to be because they do the same thing every single day. I can see where some people might have a problem with Voltar Reset thing. That doesn't bother me, per se, in this game. I mean, does it drive you up a wall or no? Kind of. I mean, it, it, the, the big thing is, is it's fun. Just trying to figure out different ways to approach situations or just, like, completely avoid everything altogether. I mean, like, I don't see a problem with it, that. It, it's just, it's fun. I really like the way this game's set up. The enemies are... You, you can actually, like, tell what is attacking you. It, it's not like Call of Duty where it's, like, another gray soldier. Yeah, like, I get it. I you get because they all look really like out there, creative, like Bioshock style. Yeah, of, and of enemies. There's there's banter between Juliana and Colt constantly. There's uh, enemies will like talk to each other, mm-hmm. and you'll just like sit there and watch them, like see what they're gonna do. 
I mean, you can literally like follow an NPC around, just stealthed, and just kind of just chill out and just kind of see what they're gonna do and jump them whenever you want to do it. I don't know. It's it's they're the main I think catchphrase or like the main logo or something is time is your playground or something like that. And that's literally what this is. It's basically just a big open sandbox where you play how you want to kill the visionaries. And because neat. it resets all the time, you slowly start to get an idea of how this playground is all connected, and you can use that knowledge to be able to just blast through it if you want to. Me? I'm only like maybe six or seven hours into this game, but I'm not... You can't really... You can't judge how many hours you have in this game as progression, because the game set resets itself. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, though, the more you play, the more you kind of go like, uh... I should have tried this time. Yeah. This time. Yeah, it's like this time instead of so. You know. That's what that's what I like about it. It's just like it's always resetting. You can always like look at yourself like, okay, that took too long to do. Maybe if I try it this way and do this instead, maybe this will work better. Or this and, time I won't go after those guys with a knife. This time yeah, I'll actually exactly. try to use a well, an I'll actual actually gun. Use a gun like an American. Yeah. Right. I mean, overall though, like I look forward to like you even talking about more of it in detail next podcast or the following podcast, just because I hear nothing but great things about this game. That's a good game. If my PC could only handle it, I would buy it on Steam and play it right now. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, he- hello. Hello. Kill those hello? Idiots yet? I. Uh... It's Juliana. In case you didn't remember. Okay. Look, I don't know what I did last night, exactly. But if you could just. Uh... What? What did you say? Uh... I think we know each other. We know each other, don't we? Yes! <laughs> Finally! You're back! So, how much do you remember about me? Well, it's a little hazy. What do you remember? My name's Colt. About me? You want to kill me for some reason, and I already know some huffing code, which I don't, and there's this You want to and... break the loop, right? Uh, yeah, I think... So Ugh, look, if you don't try to break the loop, I'm just going to kill you over and over again in increasingly violent ways until you do. Fine, I'll break your f***ing off loop and whatever I did to diss you off, I'm sorry. Uh, still there? You never said that before. We dated, didn't we? Just go inside the library. You need to see this. Toxic illusion Falling deeper spiral through time Static delusion This is where we do or die And I've been here before Face to face with the gun But you, you say about me talking about more of it, but I've also got, I mean, I guess this is kind of the end of our podcast. We're kind of getting, like, wrapped up a little yeah. bit, but I've got Guardians in the next episode, and then I've got, I actually bought the new um, uh, Shimagami 5, the, the new one that's coming out. I bought that one, and uh, I got the Dishonored Collection. Like, they had a collection on sale for, like, 25 bucks, so I picked that up. On the consoles, I want to go through that because it's made by the same people that did Deathloop. I haven't actually played a lot of Dishonored. I've heard good things about it. I have it on PC, but I don't know. I've got a lot of stuff to play, but Guardians and the new Shimagami, I'll be talking about those in the next couple episodes. Yeah. 
right now for me, it the only other game that I have I'm excited for is Halo Infinite. It looks amazing. Dr. Disrespect thinks it's a pile of trash, and I think he's a pile of trash, and he only cares about is those Warzone arena shooters. That's all he gives a crap about. Because he gives a crap about, like, inter- you know, him being him being able to somehow entertain people without playing a story campaign. I don't get it. That's all he's known for is doing arena stuff. If it wasn't for arenas, he said he wouldn't play half these games. Huh. So, um, I also did get an email from Ubisoft, um, with a dictator from the Far Cry 6 game trash talking me that I'm not playing because I've been playing Back for Blood. Oh. And I'm not going to lie. Holy wow. is it hard. Huh. I'm on the final. I, I played throughout the entire thing on Recruit and I'm just going like my friend used to go, want to go on the hardest difficulty? Like, wait, wait, what? Why? Why would you want to do that? Like, this game's already harder than it was for Left 4 Dead. Hmm. With the variants constantly popping out and you saw what happened when that one guy left our group instantly the variants took full advantage of it with the ai and went after him ah is there any kind of advantage for going to a harder difficulty you get like better gear or something i think you can find better gear and money and stuff like that kind of jazz which i mean it's not a problem i think it's really neat idea i i want to play with my friends again i play with the same person i played the one day and he was from I think Brazil, and he were also he starts saying, he's like, I, <laughs> "Brazil." My one, my one friend was just like Adam. No, he because he, my one friend knows a little bit of Portuguese. He goes, Adam. He, I think he's talking about you. I think he says, "I played with you before." Oh, we can stay here and play. Huh? And I'm like, oh, I was like, and I was like, how can I say hello? And I forgot how he says it, but I was like, and he's like, you speak. I'm like, no, that's all I got for you, buddy. That's oh. all I got. Ask him if he knows Blanca. Oh my goodness! I shut up. <laughs> Come on, why weren't you here last night? You were working. I was working. Excuses. Excuses. I was making money. Excuses. But no, I mean, overall, though, I'm pretty much having fun with Back for Blood. I love the card ideas. I love how they help your character out with, you know, like stamina, carrying more ammo, you know, looking for copper, finding things. But at the same time, there's cards that will be used against you in each level. Huh. The best way I can describe it, if especially on Act 3, if you start playing with your friends, I hate to say it, it's really smart just to say, screw it, let's start on the on the part 1 of Act 3 and go through there. Because then you can get more currency, get more ammo, well, maybe not ammo, but better attachments for the guns that you want. Because if you, like, like me for a while, got stuck at the final mission on Act 3, and where we were so- starting over again with... You know, like, our one buddy would start with a junk gun and then have to deal with all this, and it was just not working for him. Mm. He was having a hard time because we had better guns, and he didn't. So it's, sometimes it's just better just to start over again and work your way with better guns and everything like that. Yeah, you actually you actually saying junk gun actually uh, reminded me of a thing on Deathloop. There's actually a jam mechanic where you'll be using a gun and it'll jam and you have to like press a button to unjam the gun so in like the middle Far of a fight. So like Far Cry 2. Oh, that's a thing? Yeah, in Far Cry 2, if the gun was... Yeah, it was Far Cry 2 in Africa. If the gun was junk and beat up and rusted, it could jam and it actually could like hurt you and stuff. like. I think it, like, it would jam and it could like break on you. Oh, I don't think these break. These just interrupt your fire, you know, your yeah, shooting stuff. Yeah, I remember stuff. this one part, I, I had to pick up a gun, it was a rusted AK-47, and it kept jamming on me. Ah. And I'm like, ah, why? No, Cole just kind of swears at it. He's like, mother... <laughs> I believe it. I yeah. like it, though. 
But that's all we really have right now. It's just me and um, Josh. Colt, anyway. Colt. I, I keep wanting to call him Cole. I, it's His name is Colt. Correct. Have a cookie. Colt. Colt. Like the gun. Colt 45. Yeah, like the gun, yeah. But yeah, um, what's taking us out? I don't remember. I had this podcast like I was going like, to say pre-built. you had it. I, you said it before like when I before I left, and then I, I, you must have forgot then. That's fine. Yeah, I don't know. The, the lady will tell us. The lady will tell us, guys. Yep. So I am Adam. I am Josh. Peace out, guys. Short podcast. May the spice flow. Tune, theme from the motion picture. Remixed by Rabbit Jones. I dress well, and why the fuck is everyone wearing a mask? You forgot to mention your little uh, hagama thingy. You'll get there. It's a hagama jig. I'm done playing the show way. It's the cult show from now on. <laughs> okay, all aboard, sweetie. Choo-choo. I said cult <laughs> show, not cult. Oh, fuck it. Next stop, security office. Choo-choo.